Hey y'all, I'm Carson. And I'm Sydney. And welcome to Don't, Don't Do, Do That. Hello everyone. Welcome to Don't Do That. In this podcast, we plan to talk about more like paranormal, as the title says. We want to focus on paranormal content, but we'd also like to do sort of like true crime because with paranormal comes true crime. But then haunted houses for sale, haunted houses, haunted apartments, abandoned hospitals. <laughs> old places always yeah. have good Love old places. Yeah. Love old places. We could also do guests every once in a while. Yeah. And something that I thought about Reddit stories would be really fun. And I know several people that just simply don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> like my whole family. Yeah doesn't believe in ghosts. I don't I just, think mine either. No, yeah, like I I just bought dowsing rods, oh, and I've been like yeah. talking to the people in my house, and my parents do not think that this is like <laughs> a real like thing. Clinically insane. Oh, they think I'm crazy, but <laughs> yeah. I don't care. We have Brittany, and then we have someone else. My bro- my brother named Brittany. Got you. She's a little girl in our room, in me and my sister's room. She sits in the corner. I ask okay. her if she's there often, and she said yes. Okay. So, but I, my sister wanted to know if she watches us when we're, like, changing, and she said no. So, we were, oh, like, respectful. a respectful queen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then there's a man in my parents' room. Oh. My mom didn't want to know that. <laughs> but we know now, so. I think that's hilarious. I think it's great that she knows. Exactly. Have you ever had any, like paranormal occurrences like oh yeah the barn the barn okay i grew up in a cattle farm by the way guys sorry no my family's a cattle barn though we had a lot of issues i i would go to feed and buckets were thrown everywhere and i was like why my brother i was like why are you being a jackass and he was like what are you talking about (laughs) and one night i was in the barn and like it flung off the wall and it's not like they're like sitting on the wall where they can just fly across it they're like they're like sitting on fence posts against the wall so they're like kind of are they, Not like, clamped. on a hook? No, no, no. Like, they're, the fence posts they're are just, the like, hooks. sitting... Like, oh, they're, okay. they're, like, pressed against the wall. So, the fence, not just going to yeah, fall Yeah, not just going to, like, yes. fly across the barn mm-hmm. and hit the gate and make me want to pee myself. <laughs> and I was, like... And my first thought was snake, even though that's not possible. A Snakes snake? don't... They don't have arms, but, you know... <laughs> I tried. A large salamander, maybe. Yeah. My grandmother... No, my, my parents like giggle at me they're like it's just the wind and I'm like it definitely wasn't my brother literally after I okay okay let me explain this part first and then we'll like get into the stories we're gonna talk about um two paranormal places today but the reason why I bought the dowsing rods I told you about this but like I'll reiterate it I live in a very old house and so even my brother has claimed to like hearing footsteps downstairs every now and again lights flicker but it's an old house so you like a lot of things you can just say Brush like off and oh like, nah. the place is old yeah. like whenever the ac kicks on the lights flicker right so the you know it's wiring just, is janky that's how know. it do be i mean you know <laughs> and so but one night i three nights in a row i had been not woken up but like you know when you just like wake up and you're like oh i'm up yeah like in the middle of the night and every night it was like 345 on the dot? On the dot. Terrifying. And, you know, 3 o'clock, repeating which numbers, an hour. Yeah, repeating numbers freak me out. Exactly. And so I thought it was strange, but I was like, oh, nah. And so I just went back to sleep. This night, I 
woke up because I felt my cat jump onto the bed. And well, back up a little bit. I'll give you context. So I was having a dream. My dream was I was driving down the sh- down this like major street, and I stopped at a street light. And um, I was eating red beans out of a cup because I was going to a red beans party, and I was the transporter <laughs> of said red beans. Very and specific. I, yes, yes, yes. And so I got stopped at a light, obviously, and I saw these two kids like walking around cars and like pulling on the door handles to like try and get into the cars. And so I was like, oh shit. And so I threw my red beans to the ground and quickly like locked all the doors to the car. And I saw one of the kids like go around the back of my car. And you know how like in dreams, people don't really have faces. You just kind of like like recognize them as people. Um, So blurry face child came around the side of my car, but I didn't know where he was. And so I started feeling tugging on the side of my car. And then the door released, and he got into oh, the absolutely seat not. right behind me. No. And I so, would shit my pants in my sleep. Absolutely not. That's how I felt. And I was like, scary. I don't do children. Yeah. I don't do children with blurry faces. So I was like, this is not for me. And so at that point, I woke up. I know I was awake. My mom swears that I was just having like a continual dream. Yeah, a dream within a dream. Exactly. And so, but I knew I was awake because I was laying on my stomach and I could like see my room. Like, I know I was awake. And so once I woke up, a lot of the times whenever I wake up, my cat, Blue, can like, it's like he can hear my eyelids open. Right. He He always comes in. He just knows. He came into the room because I, I felt him jump up onto the bed. And then I felt he always, like, stands on my chest or, like, whatever. But I was laying on my stomach. And I felt him, like, lay down on my back. And then I start hearing whispering. And it, it sounded, it was kind of like, um, like, like yeah, you know you when people hear. whisper, like, the S's and the P's are, like, super distinct? Yeah, you couldn't hear it was what like, they were saying, no, but you could hear whispering. I could hear whispering. And once I realized, shit, Baloo cannot whisper. <laughs> I was He's like, a loud cat. He is a, yeah, I like, I like froze. Like I couldn't, I, I, I was creeped out, of course. Yeah. And so, and that's sort of like when it kicked into my head, I was like, I don't feel little footy prints on my back. It just felt like pressure, like pushing down on my back. And then I felt something like grab my ankle. But then I, I chalked that up to, it was like my comforter, like knocking against my ankle, whatever. And so that kind of like freaked me out a little bit. So I jumped up to like a seated position in my bed. And my comforter was on the ground, so it was not my comforter that, like, touched my leg. And my cat was not in my room. So I was like, hmm, scary. And I even got up and went to go see if my brother was awake to see if, like, he was, like, pranking me or something like that. And he was soaking his pillow in slobber. Like, he was (laughs) out. And it, so it was not him. I'm going to be honest. When you started that sentence, I thought you were just with tears. Like, I thought that he was <laughs> no! just having a really bad night. <laughs> oh, that would have been so upsetting. No, 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 no. But yeah, so it was really creepy. And so normally people would be like, oh, scary. But I'm like, I need to talk to these people. I went on Amazon and purchased dowsing rods because I saw this girl on TikTok. I don't remember what her name was, but she has this ghost named Chad in her apartment. And she uses dowsing rods to like talk to him. And I think it's, like, really fun. And so I got some. And now, so far, I've talked to three different people in our house. I knew there was one. But we haven't met, like, the woman that died in the house before we moved in. So her name's June. But, so, yeah. So that's why I bought them. And that's why I was, like, really interested. So first place that I researched was the Omni Parker House. So it's, like, a hotel. It's a hotel in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. I assume you know where Boston was. I, I, still... I have an idea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's called Omni Parker House Hotel, and it was founded by Harvey Parker in 1855, so old place. And it's one of the oldest, like, constantly running hotels in the U.S. Because, like, okay. it's been multiple different hotels, but it's been different hotels. So, like, it's the longest consecutive hotel. Exactly, exactly. I love haunted hotels. This is going to be That's really what exciting. I'm saying. This is I want to stay at one. That's probably not safe. No, I, I also want to. And my dad is, like, so willing. We might, we're going to talk about this place at some point, but the Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Absolutely. I would love to stay there. My dad does not believe in ghosts and anything like that because he sees it as, like, he hasn't seen it. So, like, but he wants to. Like, he would love to experience something to, like, yeah. prove him wrong. Yeah. And so whenever I'm, like, I want to stay at the Myrtles Plantation, which is, like, super, super haunted. It's got so many different stories. But, um... He's like, I'm down. I want to go. Even my brother. My brother's like, let's go. Be a fun crew. Yeah. But so, okay. Anyways, Harvey, basically, he was the owner, but he also oversaw everything that went on within the hotel. One thing was recorded across the board was that he was like a super like passionate person about this hotel. Like he lived there full time. Um, He just wanted to make sure that everybody felt super comfortable and he wanted to make sure like it was their home. Definitely like, loved his job. Exactly. To the, to the max, exactly. To but like the Omni was like, it still is like this very, I would call it bougie. It's like presidents stayed there. Famous oh, people wow. stayed there. Like super luxurious. Very yes. like, like he hired history. this like super fancy, like French chef to like cook all of like, no, it's so sweet. My stomach is grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I have it at the end. Uh, JFK proposed to Jackie. In this hotel. Oh, no way. Yes. Like, I was <laughs> okay, like, yeah, oh my no. God, cool. It's legit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, let's get into the haunting. So, several people have died in this hotel. I feel like that's inevitable, considering that it's... Right. People are sleeping there a lot. Old. old. People, people are sleeping there a lot. <laughs> die in their sleep? That's horrible. You know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think anyone died in their sleep, though. Like, oh. it was, but yeah, mm-hmm. you will get into oh, it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to be positive. I don't think anyone was murdered. I think there were a lot of, um, actually, I can't say that because a lot of the things that happened are off record because I, from what I saw, like I'll talk about something towards the end, but from what I saw, it seems like the Omni tries to, they definitely allow for people to know that there are hauntings within the building, but because it is still like a very like, fancy like establishment they don't want like uh people from like paranormal activity coming over and like setting all this stuff up like and so they still want to come off as like very fancy you know um, what are those sam and colby yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like staying at the hotel to record youtube videos exactly exactly and i watched a youtube video and these two guys like were going through it i'll get into it Perfect. Um, okay, so to get into the hauntings, um, overall, typically the most movement that has occurred in the hotel is on the third floor and the tenth floor. It's said that Harvey is seen very frequently on all floors, but especially the tenth floor and the fourteenth floor because the fourteenth floor has like balconies and the ballroom okay. and everything like that. Right. So they say they yeah. So they say they see him out there a lot. Um, room 303, so there's specific rooms that have more hauntings than others. Interesting. So room 303 is claimed to be the most haunted space in the building, and due to this, it's no longer available for people to stay in. Oh, it's like that bad? Yes. Like, they've turned it into, like, a a laundry closet. 
That's, which I'm like... That's like... Okay, <laughs> you know, we live in capitalistic hellhole, right? <laughs> so, usually whenever you think of that, that would bring in so much tourism. It would pay that's big money to yeah. stay there. But for them to not allow people to stay there for safety purposes... Mm-hmm. Because oh, there's other rooms like it. And I'm like... I when I hear that's like saying, that I'm <laughs> telling you that that's like saying like don't press the red button. I'm like, Bro. get me in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, other hotels they rent out those rooms and like hype it up. Yeah, and all it, I'm putting in my suitcase is I'm those just, dowsing I'm rods. I'm shocked because I'm not used to like corporations like caring yeah. more about safety than their money gain mm-hmm. from something. <laughs> it's crazy. Back to the, um, to the jam. so apparently in room 303, a man on a business trip passed away in the room. I couldn't find how he passed away. It just said that he passed away. In okay. in air quotes. So oh, I was like... Why in air quotes? Like he expired. Yeah. <laughs> like, I And it said he was by himself. Okay. So... Strange. I don't know. Um, but uh, the staff claimed that he was a really big drinker of brandy and he smoked a lot of cigars. And so the like abutting rooms say that every now and again they like smell cigar smoke or they smell brandy from time to time. Which I thought was wow. interesting. So, um, room 1040 has had numerous voice complaints. And each time the resident in room 940, the room below, um, they'll call the staff members to like go check and like tell them like, hey, can you like quiet down? But often when this happens, there's no residents staying in 1040. But they'll still send security up there to see if like maybe someone broke into the room or whatever. And every single time it's been totally empty. So. Right. That ghost is just being a douchebag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like those videos of people that are like um, the rolling the uh, bowling balls across yeah. the floor just to be obnoxious. Or like just slamming their feet on the floor. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, room 1012 is the room where a guest believed to have seen Harvey Parker himself smiling down at them and then vanished. <laughs> Wait, like, while they're in bed? <laughs> yes. No, the woman, it was one woman. She woke up in the middle of the night, and he was just, like, staring down at her, smiling. He said, damn. I know. <laughs> and I put, I put, in my notes, I said they probably forgot to put the do not disturb sign on. <laughs> <laughs> he was just checking on her laundry. He's just trying to make sure she's okay. Fluffing her pillow. That's what I'm saying. Giving her a smooch goodnight. He's tucking just, her in. <laughs> if you will. He's just, He's just so hospitable. He's polite. <laughs> So then, continuing on, room 1073 has had so many paranormal occurrences that they, they, okay, they say that they got rid of the room altogether. And in my note, I said, they said this, but since we know you cannot simply just get rid of a room, similar to how you can't just get rid of the 13th floor, it's pretty much understood that they just took off the 1073 plate and switched it with 1074. So the room is still technically... 1073, but it just has the nameplate that says 1074. Oh, weird. Like, they're like, like oh, it's vanished. Yeah, and you have, like, you know when you go into a hotel, there's, like, a plaque that says room, like, 1070 to 1080 this yeah. way. It still says that, but there's no 1073 anymore. It just goes straight to 1074. Yeah, that's strange. Which I'm like, come on now. Textual they're not standpoint. stupid. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, And I said... Therefore, the room is still there technically, but the ghosts obviously don't go in there anymore because it's not 1073, obviously. Right. They're respectful. Um, The times are changing and we must as well. Yeah, exactly. But I will say there, I watched a few videos of the building in like several different floors 
um, on several different floors, several rooms ha are just simply sealed off. Like the doorknobs and the plaques have been taken off and the door is just sealed. So it's just not entirely not in use. That's kind and there's of no horrifying. reasoning. There's no nothing. We like couldn't it's get the just, blood out the carpet. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's oh morbid, but like no, no, no. Yeah, but <laughs> but it costs more to get it replaced than to just shut the whole room shut down. the whole room down and just yeah. You don't know what's going on in there. The ghosts do that. No, because I would so want to just. I would ram just my shoulder into the door and That's get in. That's what I'm in. saying. Get me in there. I mean, there. I would not. I respect property, right? Of course. However, Harvey if would the not fire escape is attached to the windows, mm -hmm. I know how to pick a lock. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. <laughs> okay. But there has been said to be orbs of light that are frequently reported by both guests and staff that typically appear floating down hallways at night, but disappear around corners once followed and I just said the ghosties just want to stroll in peace they true. don't want to be followed true they just want to stroll they're like oh my god again and like, yeah, that's again what I'm yeah it's like like what if they were in their ghost underwear and then they <laughs> saw the staff and they were like crap I'm gonna get caught for nudity I've got to go <laughs> get out <laughs> oh poor guys they just want peace um a bearded man dressed in colonial era garb is often sighted on the ninth and 10th floors and once at the end of a guest's bed watching them sleep. This was also in room 12, um, to which I said simply no. If I woke up <laughs> and a man was staring down at me whilst I was sleeping. Like, like he just walked off of a Civil War battle. That's what I'm saying. I don't need that. Bayonet in hand. My mom would tell me that I was still dreaming. But um, supposedly the woman that was in the bed that woke up to this beautiful sight of right. a man staring at her while sleeping she said that she was spooked initially but then concerned because the man looked concerned <laughs> wait that's like he sweet. looked kind of sad like was he, he attractive was... i shouldn't ask that <laughs> <laughs> that's a, we're gonna forget that i asked that question but like many my next thing is literally many speculate this to be harvey parker they think he was checking in on guests to ensure they they were enjoying their stay. Oh, wait, that's like <laughs> kind of really sweet. No, I understand though because, I, honest to God, if I saw a ghost in my bed and they looked concerned, I would be like, "Are you okay?" Like, oh, no. I'm, I'm I'd be like, "Sit down, sweetie. Let's yeah, talk." Yeah, I'm way too much of a softie to be like. That's why I'd whip out them dowsing rods so fast. I'd be like, "Flick it this way if it's a yes. Flick it this way if it's a no. If you can't speak, <laughs> <laughs> you talk to me. I'll talk to you. We'll figure this out together." <laughs> exactly. But a lot of people, whenever they said that they saw, that they believed they saw Harvey Parker, it was never, like, in, they, none of them ever felt scared. Like, they yeah. always felt as though he was just checking on them. He was never, just trying like, to make a sure threatening they were okay. presence. Exactly. It's comforting. I love that. Exactly. Those are the best kinds of ghosts. And whenever they felt, like, spooked, he would disappear. So it's almost like he whenever he could tell further. that they were freaked out, That's he'd be like, That's so Bye. sweet. Exactly. What good vibes. I know. After death, he's oh still God. working. Okay. And he doesn't even get paid for it. That's what I'm saying. On Okay. I saw it in a few different places. I wasn't sure. It's either off of the lobby or it's on the, the second floor. But there is a large mirror atop a chest of drawers. And it's been said that when you look into the mirror, you can see Charles Dickens 
as he practices a Christmas carol because when he was alive, he stayed at the Omni frequently and he would practice his poetry for that the Christmas carol in the mirror. Literally so cool. And so people will take a picture and they'll like see like his, not a silhouette, but sort of like a very like- um, Fate figure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's insane. That's so I cool know. though. I would be like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. I read your poetry. I'm <laughs> your biggest fan. I have so many poetry books, bro. <laughs> like just starts panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, okay, so I watched a YouTube video by Brennan Taylor. He said, so he met with a staff member um, named Steve, and he was willing to speak with them about Harvey Parker's ghost and told them that he is frequently seen on the 14th floor, like I said earlier, on the balconies, but has really been seen sort of all over the building just checking on things. Um, but he said about 15 years ago, there was a man who had gotten pretty drunk and angry at the front desk staff and was telling them he wasn't going to pay for his stay because of this or that and stormed towards the hotel door when the massive, so like, you know, when you walk into a hotel, there's like a big mat that says like, it's got the emblem of the hotel right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the welcome mat that's always like exactly. branded. Exactly. They said it's even caught on camera, but the Steve guy, he said that. Like I said, the Omni doesn't want this out. Like, they right. still want it to be, like, They have the footage. They just exactly. don't want to release it for fear of But, so, this mat flew up. Like, it's a heavy-ass mat. Yeah, like, those mats are, like, He big. even said, he was, like, it takes at least two staff and a dolly to move this mat to, like, clean it. Jesus. And so he was, like, there's no wet. He was, like, there's no wind, no nothing. But the mat flew up and basically covered the entrances. So this guy couldn't leave. And he ended up turning around and paying his tab. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> I would have shit my britches and then been like, and can I please, can you drive me to the nearest bathroom? Exactly. Okay. But it was caught on like the CCTV, like the that's, camera footage. That is insane. Yeah. I would kill to see that. I know. Just for the fact of like seeing the man turn around to the walk of shame. Right, <laughs> right. Like, or yeah, get just, your like, wallet stand up. there and be like, oh, shit, no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh God, the ghost is telling me to fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> but I thought that was really funny. Um... But yeah, I think that's everything that I got. But I mean, overall, it seems like it would be really fun. Dude, I would love to go. Like, I would love to stay in a place like that because the vibes, like, outside of the hauntings aren't spooky. Yeah. I would... They all seem super polite. Right, yes. I was thinking to myself, like, a part of my soul, deep down, really wants to go to, like, an abandoned mental asylum, right? Really up the ante. However... We'll do an episode on this. However... True. I love that. (laughs) However... To actually go into one would require me to have the balls that I do not have right um, now. Yeah, especially alone. Like, right. just us like, or something like that. Like, during the day. Because, like, if a mental asylum that is abandoned and looks like... Because mm-hmm. oftentimes when they're abandoned... They don't move anything. No, it looks terrifying. You see papers yeah. scattered on the floor, and I'm like, what Tables, happened? Tables, like, those bed things. Yes, the, like those, just flipped you know, over. And, like, it, it makes you wonder what happened, right? Yes. And so, like... Being in one not haunted would freak me out enough. Or uh, that would be like enough of a spooky experience because uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, it's really ominous. Mm-hmm. But if shit started happening, I guarantee I, I would need new pants. And I would <laughs> I would be, you would never see you me You walk run. in there with like five pairs of pants in a bag, you're like, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> you would never see me run faster in your life. I would jump out of a window to make sure that oh I get God. out. Just like, that would, that would be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a syringe flies at nope. Absolutely I'm out. not. Nope. No. Literally. And suddenly I'm a crack addict. I can't do <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting today. Absolutely not. Alright. So my next one that I have is called None Another Man. Okay, well, it's in New York. Okay. It's an apartment building. Um it's Sorry. located on 14 West 10th Street in New York City, New York. Um it's called the House of Death. Awesome. 
solid name. I, I think that's epic. That's really, I think, what draw, drew me into this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I feel like since we're in architecture, we're architecture students, I felt like I would say that it's, like, a Love revivalist studies. Greek architecture. Okay, so it's like I got you. Kind of, like, a stereotypical, like, New York City apartment, but it's the, the exterior has never been, like, renovated or anything like that. The oh. interior has, but the exterior has not. I kind of like so, kind of and you cool. know how, like, in New York, there's no side alleys or anything like that? Like, the buildings are, like, totally right, against right. each other. There's, like, not a lot of... Exactly. It's, like, this old red brick building in between, like, two newer places. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool because, like, yeah. it's, like, a little, like, diamond. I love reading about, like, those really, really old skyscrapers because they yeah. used to build them, ta- like, the walls tapered, which is so cool. Yeah. So cool. But, yeah. So, it's referred to as House of Death. Um, and the reason why is because approximately 22 people have died in this... It's now an apartment building. Okay, right. Um, it used to just be a house, which is why it's called the House of Death. How big was this house? Only one person lived in there. I'll get into it. I'll tell you who it was. Word. How old is it also? Did you mention that? Or oh, is it I'm, I'm about oh, okay, to. cool. I'm sorry. We're getting there. I'm sorry. getting ahead of myself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm too excited. I know. <laughs> but so um, it's said to be haunted by approximately 22 ghosts, including none other than, none other than Mark Twain who lived in the building from 1900 to 1901. And I was like, wow, he really stuck that one out for one year. A year. <laughs> Mark Twain. Yeah. I'm like, I want these famous dudes, I want to shake their hand. Well, metaphorically. I like, shake I'm like, hand. <laughs> but, so the building was, like you asked, the building was built before the Civil War in 1856. So, bound to have dead. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of the residents, including wife of the founder of the Metropolitan Underground Railroad, and Mr. James Borman Johnston. I don't know if you knew who that was. I have no idea who it was, so I Googled it. Um, he's the vice president of the railroad company. Oh, okay, cool. So very wealthy people. Yes. Um, but after Borman died, his wife and children moved into the house in the 1880s. So it was just wife and kids. Okay. The next person to occupy the home was Fred H. Andrew, who soon after moving, he began having like a super bad streak of luck. Um, one accident being that he hit an eight-year-old boy while cycling. And not after this occurred, Mark Twain moved into the building and stayed for a little over 12 months. Okay. So the Fred guy moved out after all of this stuff after started happening. After he ran into the child on his bike? I, the, the, the child was okay. okay. He only broke his Good. leg. Oh. I know, which is still kind of bad. Yeah, but... but- Better than, you know. He's not dead. Right, exactly. You know. Could have been worse. Exactly. Could have been worse. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> but, so ironically, with this place, it's now called the House of Death. It wasn't called the House of Death when Mark Twain moved in. But ironically, Twain was not a believer of ghosts. Um, he didn't believe in the ghost stories that he had heard. After living in the house for a little over six months, he began writing about his firsthand experiences. So he's still, like... Didn't exactly, like, believe them per se, but he still wrote them down because he thought they right. were interesting to know. He, like, couldn't quite explain what was happening. Exactly. He was like, hmm. He was like, hmm. Strange. Strange. <laughs> it had been reported that he is often seen, so he ended up dying in the house. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. No way. No. I'm wrong. He died in Danbury, Connecticut. I'm so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was like, no. No, Mark Twain died in Danbury, Connecticut, but a lot of people have claimed to see him roaming the house. Okay. People are confused as to why he's roaming the house, yeah, considering that his there. body is in Connecticut. Right. 
So I don't know why his never spirit been would be attached to this house he lived in for a year. Yeah, one year. Only like a little over 12 months. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. But it's been reported that he is often seen roaming the stairwell, slowly ascending and descending them. Um, people also hear marching sounds, which they also believe to be Twain just aimlessly walking. And I said, just because you're dead doesn't mean the Fitbit is. So he <laughs> you still know needs what? to get those steps in. That's what I'm saying. Got to get all of his circles in his Apple Watch. It, exactly. He's got to fill them up. My mom gets so excited whenever those all fill up. I'm sure he <laughs> did too. Um, in the late 1930s, the building was converted into 10 apartments. So that just goes to show how massive this thing yeah, was. Yeah. Because like 10 these apartments 10 apartments, Yeah. These 10 apartments are spacious. Yeah. Like, they're not just, like, small little things, you know? So this house was enormous. And she li- that woman lived there with her kids alone? Yes. Bro, I... Mark Twain lived in it alone. That's insane. I live in a small townhouse by myself. And, well, not by myself any longer. But I did for <laughs> three, two, two, three years, some, somewhere yeah. in there now. And when I first got here... Any noise, bro. Even still, like, any yeah. noise, I'm like, I'm dying. But, like, in a <laughs> huge house, I don't think I could live alone in a huge house because I, what if someone's in your house and you cannot tell? That's what I always think. I mean, how cool would it be to be like, I'm in the left wing or I'm in the right wing, but what if there's someone in the left wing when you're in the right wing? Right. And you don't know. You have a secret roommate? That's what like, I'm saying. he's not even paying rent. They could live there the whole, like, for a year and you might not That's like the stories know. of people who have... People living in their attic and or like living over their down, fridge and crawl out. No, absolutely, mm-hmm. that made me sick. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, a woman and her daughter living in one of the apartments. So this was after it was converted. I got you. Claimed to have seen Twain seated on a windowsill, and once he noticed them staring at him, he walked toward them. Which I'm like, mm-mm. he walked toward them and said, "My name is Clemens, and I has a problem here. I gotta settle." His full name. Mark Twain's full, like, birth-given name was Samuel L. Clemens. Right. And apparently he was having a lot of, like, money problems. And so he had, like, a lot of settlements that he was dealing with when he died. And so they think that that might have been what he was talking about, which is kind of sad that he's still, like, stressed about money when he's dead. I know. Which, honestly, that's going to be me. I'm going to be like, did I pay my car out? <laughs> oh, my God. You've got, like, all the cars to choose from. Right, like, yeah. Gotta pay, gotta pay, gotta pay. But, um, yeah, after he said that, he just vanished into thin air as they all do um but like i said earlier he died in danbury connecticut so it's still unknown as to why he's roaming the corridors of the building right but people still to this day see him it makes you wonder what made him have that connection to the building if he is if he only stayed there for over 12 months yeah maybe it was just a really like life-changing 12 months for him maybe so because maybe maybe that's when he started believing ghosts and he was like gotta go back to the place i maybe i began believing in myself you know (laughs) Every- so, in 1957, Jan Bryant Bartell, a famous actress and writer at the time, and her daughter moved into one of the apartments. Um, immediately after settling in, she consistently claimed to see a monstrous, quote, monstrous shadow, which is terrifying, following her around the apartment. And along with that, she had frequently seen the dark figure of a man standing in the hallway while in her bed. Absolutely not. <laughs> Simply no. No, thank you. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. A monstrous shadow. The fact she stayed. Oh, bro. No. I'd, I'd be like, like drawing and Can some... you close the door while you're by it? <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. Or worse. She attempted to touch this shadow. She got up. 
She got up Down out bed. of bed. <laughs> Normally they disappear though. This right. one stayed. She gets out of bed and walks toward the shadow and she touches it. Like she she claimed to have like put her hand through it. And she said that it felt like a quote, a substance without a substance, chilly, damp, diaphanous or diaphanous as marsh mist or a cloud of either. It could feel my finger. I could feel my fingertips freezing. They were numb and yet they tingled in the split second between contact and recoil. The scent came fragile and languorous and sweet, unbearably cloyingly sweet is how she described it. So she said he was a very sweet smelling man. Down bed. <laughs> you get out of bed to go touch a shadow and you're like, that guy smells sweet as fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No. Go touch some grass. Go touch some grass. <laughs> There's no grass in New York. Oh, right. Sorry. Go touch some pavement. <laughs> like, go lick the sidewalk. Some That's, concrete. Licking the sidewalk will be healthier for you at that point <laughs> than, than deciding, I am going to go touch this shadow man and you could physically feel no 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 mm-hmm. frankly <laughs> i would i would not be that that per- i would have to move mm-hmm. <laughs> if i would have gotten up i would have walked to the door and closed it uh-huh and if i would have turned around and seen someone like in the room i would oh, be like nope you are looking at the first passenger on the evacuation station <laughs> i could never she also claimed that rotten foods would just start appearing on tables with like with flies like flying around him and everything like she that. Says it's just, she's just horribly messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just forgot she, her dishes. She out. asked housekeepers if they knew where the food had come from, and they said that they had no idea. Like total dead end. They said that it just like appeared, and it was already rotten. It was food that she hadn't bought. I mean, she didn't buy anything because she had housekeepers, right? But like she hadn't bought any food. They don't just put food on the counter. Like there was food on the counter in the living room. Like that's not normal. Yeah. And it was just, like, stacks of food. Like, it wasn't, like, nicely put on a table. Oh, so it was, like, like, a dinner plate of food. No, 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 no. This was, like, someone dumped their massive, like, trash can of rotten apples. Do you think she's a stalker? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just so... They never thought about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Missed me. Her pets also began having aggressive fits for no reason. The podcast that I listened to, Two Girls, One Ghost, they just say, when in doubt, move out. I, That's what I'm I saying. agree. I can't help but agree. Mm-mm. Because animals are so intuitive. They know. It freaks me out. Like when you're sad, they just they walk they know. They know. They know everything. So Bartel soon after hired a paranormal expert. So she got it. Once her animals started flipping out, she was like, okay, we need professionals. Okay, you would think that after she touched it, this that's is, what she called it. <laughs> this is true. She goes, shit, the cat's looking at a fly. We better hire someone, you know? But soon after, she hired a uh, paranormal expert to investigate the home, to which he reported that he believed there were approximately 22 ghosts, including that of a woman, of course, a woman in a white dress. There's always a woman in a white dress. And a young girl, which scares me, young children, like ghosts, right. young children. I don't like it because they like sing and stuff. And I don't, yeah. I don't like, and like the giggles. Oh, no. no. But the best one is he claimed to have seen a gray cat, to which I said, hell yeah. Awesome. We love Free that. Free pet. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But she actually wrote a book about her experiences in the home. Um, if anyone would be interested in reading it, it's called Spindrift. Jan Bryant Bartell. Here's one notable quote I found about Jan and the house. Quote, like a game of 10 little Indians, death began to occur in the house. The first to die was a dog, Jan's own beloved Penelope. But within 24 hours, she was to learn of the death of the first human tenant, 
Whether by heart attack, suicide, or murder, the deaths came in rapid succession in terror. With nine little Indians gone, the Bartels moved far away from Greenwich Village, but the haunting followed them. After the completion of Spindrift, Jan Bartel became the 10th. So she died. Oh, my God. Like, soon after she published the book, she died. Whoa. They were like, I'll let you finish. And then yeah. <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're like, they think that they followed her. That's... That's scary. The man in the doorway was probably like, girl, why did you just shove your fist through my chest? Yeah, he's like, I'll return the favor if you'd like. <laughs> it ain't going to go like it did for me for you, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's really rough. That's ominous. Yeah, I kind of want to read the book just to see what oh, it's about. Oh, I, I absolutely want to read the book. Yeah. But, so, then we move on to the next people, which is not a very happy story. On November 2nd of 1987, Lisa Nussbaum, a six-year-old actress, was found beaten to death in the kitchen. Six years old. Oh, my God. Um, First of all, six-year-old actress. Go her. But no, pop off. Tragic. Very tragic. It's horrifying. It was later found out that both Lisa and her mother, I think it's Hedda or Hedda, H-E-D-D-A, Hedda Nussbaum, had been brutally beaten by Joel Steinberg, so he wasn't blood to Lisa, the little girl that was killed. Okay. Joel was arrested on charges of assault and second-degree murder. He was released from prison in 2004. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Is he just out there? He literally killed his stepdaughter. And his, his wife, right, as well? He didn't kill her. She was just like Oh, so she super survived that? Up. Yeah, she called. So the way that they found Lisa is, which was like and a very weird scene. So... Hedda called the police and basically was like, my daughter is not breathing. Can y'all please send someone? And so the like a massive police force went over there and they immediately were like stunned by the scene because there was like cocaine everywhere. There was oh any God. like like who Yeah, they've got dirt on him for sure. For they had twenty four thousand dollars in cash in Holy. the place. Like they it was it was not a good sight oh to my see. God, that would pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that when they walked in Lisa was six years old, naked on the kitchen floor. Oh, my God. She had bruises all over her body. They said that she was, there was no way for her to, like, revive her because she was already brain dead by the time that they got there. And they said that there was an infant tied up to a playpen, and he was, like, soaked in urine. Like an actual infant? A child. Oh, no. Yeah, and Lisa's mom, the woman that called, Hida, she had, like, bruises all over her body, but oh Joel was God. nowhere to be found. That's so they ended up sick. having to find him later. Yeah, of course, because you but, ran. I mean, go her, though, because that's such, like, a stressful situation. I mean, I don't want to say go her because, like, it seems like it could have possibly been a two-way street with that one. But Joel was definitely, like, the one that killed the child. So I feel like yes. he's a bit more responsible for all of this. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like, in a sense, it could be a two-way street to where... It just depends. It on was the probably a bad situation overall. Entirely, yeah. Exactly. Especially drugs and like money exactly. that was involved. But that is all that I was able to find about the ghost. So people believe that um, Lisa, the little girl, still haunts the place, which that terrifies me. I looked up pictures of her and she's absolutely adorable, but it just terrifies me to know that there's a six year old girl. Like, just spooking the place. Yeah. If I woke up and I saw a little... I would rather see a large man than see a little girl. You know... I don't... No. Now that I say it out loud... Yeah, no, I think that I would rather see the little girl because, like, okay... I'd rather see the gray cat. True, actually. (laughs) Actually true. But, like, in comparison... Because, like, if they were... If they could physically harm me, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I don't want a large man near me most yeah, of the time anyway, you're right? right? Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> those are spooky in, no. in life. And those might be like death. poltergeist type things. Thank you don't want you. that. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. If I start levitating. I mean, regardless, I would like, to, no violent ghosts come near me, please. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say my <laughs> prayers tonight. <laughs> be Catholic for a night. <laughs> Just oh my god when sorry this is totally sidetracked but my dad asked me when i was telling them about like Brittany in our corner right. of our room um he was like is there a cross in y'all's room and i was like yeah and so i run into my room to go get it the bottom part of the cross is broken off so it's just like an upside down t right now and i was like i don't think this counts <laughs> i was like shit and I even asked Brittany, all of the ghosts, as soon as I was talking, or the spirits, as soon as I was talking to them, my like second or third question was always like, do you mean kindness? And all of them said yes, almost immediately. So we're good. Kosher. I still don't know who's whispering to me because it wasn't Baloo. That man did not learn to whisper rap in the middle of the if night. If you find a misty, dark shadow I'm not man, touching him. I can tell you that much. Don't do that, first no. of all. <laughs> Just stay away from him. Just be like, hey, man, I can tell the vibes here are kind of rancid. Can you take it down? Uh, yeah. Can you? That's, what I'm That's horrible. So the last thing I'll say about the House of Death is around 2005, which is super recent. So it's still haunted. In, yeah. In the re- um, residents time. in neighboring buildings have started noticing flickering lights in the building. And these are not as these buildings are not as old as oh this God. one. So they can't chalk it up to ah, it's an old building. I mean right. I'm sure it was built in like the nineteen hundreds sometime, but it's not like eighteen hundreds old. Right. Like they're the house fairly of death they're still fairly new. Exactly. Like, I mean this house was built in like nineteen sixty. Yeah. I don't have that. Exactly. Problem. Your your chandeliers aren't swinging. You they're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna knock on wood. Just to make sure But they say that they see the female figure in a long gown just wandering corridors. Which like in the neighboring buildings? Yes. Like she has passed through the walls. She the three buildings are hers now. Oh dude. Wait. Mm-hmm. Like not to make this cinematic, right? But I think of it like, if this were to continue, yeah. imagine the whole street is just taken over by the woman in white. Like, what? And all of the buildings are touching, so she's got a massive house. Oh, true. Whoa, Good man. for her. She Honestly, said, I am girl bossing this. But I also feel kind of sad, because like the reason why she's still there is probably because she's got like unfinished business, right. or like, maybe she's waiting for Her someone. Unrest, yeah. yeah, which is kind of sad. I hope she's happy. I asked one of the ghosts in my house. I was like, are you happy? And it was like an immediate cross, so like, yes. Right. So I was like, solid. I'm glad you're happy, but like, why are you here? If you're happy, yeah. Yeah, you know. But I mean, I, you know, to, back to what I would prefer to see, I wouldn't mind seeing a female figure wandering the halls. Yeah. I I'd feel a like, lot safer. Yeah. I'd be like, you I like your dress. Oh my God, is that a casini? <laughs> Oh my but, god! But and yeah. like a white dress makes you wonder, like, what she was doing. Was it a nightgown? Was it her wedding day? Probably not her wedding day, oh. but like that'd be sad. Oh, but like yeah. the when nightgown thing, or like just any, and it just makes you wonder, like, how they got there. You know? Yeah, I want to know their stories. I was really, I really tried to find as many stories I could as I could find, considering that they said twenty two people had died in this place. Right. Yeah. And I was think. only able to find like four or five. That's crazy. So I yeah. wonder if the other ones are just like not as well known and that's why. Or maybe they, they I mean this sounds horrible, but maybe they were like, quote, not as interesting of a death. So people thought they you know could what just I like mean? chalk it like up. Like maybe to... it could have just been like a super elderly person that died of old age or something. Right. Like or an that. accident. Which I mean, even an accident sounds like crazy to me. I would still want to know. Right, yeah. Like, like I don't care how they died. I would like to know how each individual person died. 
Just because my own curiosity. Exactly. I'm just curious. Because, like, I... I find all of this interesting. Yeah. I want to know how they got there. Because if they pass in the space, or Uh even, like, in general, and they're haunting the space... Uh How'd you get there, bro? Yeah. Like, genuinely, like, what what brought them to that space? Exactly. But it's tough because... So, I, like, researched the dowsing rods. Some people don't believe that they work. Other people do. I would like to believe that they do just because it, like, gives me an outlet to be able to, like, quote-unquote, communicate with people that right. can't communicate normally. Um, and, like, I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Absolutely not. So... No. Because, like, they get... They, those... Are, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I can be a scaredy cat sometimes, right? Yeah. There's some a lot of stuff that I think is like, okay, they're planned up. Yeah. I've heard way too many stories no. of like portals yeah. being open because you have to open it properly and you have to close like you, the conversation. You have to yeah. open the conversation properly and, and you have to close, close it, properly. it properly. And if they choose not to close, they it can properly, say no. And so you're just there. That's you can't leave. Horrifying. That's scary to me. to me. And I have trust issues. So right. like you know with like all the people like I would not trust that everyone in my group with me isn't moving the same yeah that too like i wouldn't believe and no. and but like even still like i like someone had suggested at a party once they're like oh you bring out and i'm like nope leave it where it's at Mm-mm. i won't be near it as a matter of fact i'm actually going to leave <laughs> i'm going to go home genuinely. it's actually my bedtime yeah it's genuinely. like 6 30 <laughs> things to do i have books to read exactly but so that's everything um if y'all have any scary stories we would love to be able to do sort of like i know i listen to morbid's podcast and they call them like listener tales but maybe we can think of like a new little like title for them yeah but we could do episodes every now and again to sort of tell y'all stories because i feel like that could be like really fun and it could be like almost a conversation with like the listeners and us and stuff like that and, like, so. we can also infill with, like, those Reddit stories. I, that's, I, yeah. I I love reading those. I can find a bunch. We can make it an episode every once in a while where we just, like, toss in a whole bunch of stories from from people who, like, have experienced. Yes. And, yes. like, have, have share their experience. Exactly. And, I mean, even if they're not always, like, the most truthful, it's still fun. It's like, still fun to hear. It's still them. fun to hear about. But, so, if you do have stories, we do have an email. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's ddtparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. And then we also have an Instagram. It's don't do that underscore a paranormal podcast. You would be amazed at the amount of usernames that were already taken. <laughs> so this is what we got, and this is what we're rolling with. We might it sounds be able great. to shorten it later, but for now, that's what we've got. So thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. This was super fun. Yes. I'm pumped about the rest of this journey. Yes, this is gonna be so much fun. And like I said, this even if you don't believe in like ghosts and such like that, like my family, we all still enjoy like telling each other the stories because it's still interesting to hear yes. them like it, people that don't you, believe them you learn still so enjoy much it. history through exactly. it and I, I love learning about new places mm-hmm. even if they're ha- like i mean i'm especially if they're haunted yeah. right but like i love learning about new buildings and the history behind them and who stayed there and what their lives are exactly. like and that's I, just like i love the new england area because i feel you. like they have so much like haunted history well, up there just, and i've never been so many old buildings so full of culture yeah. we hope you keep listening Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It was great to be here today. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.